Welcome to the Digital Workflow Dentistry Podcast Series. We help dentists adapt, adopt, and advance in the world of dental technology. For more information about upcoming lectures, webinars, and podcasts, please go to our website, www.digitalworkflowdentist.com, and Instagram at Digital Workflow Dentistry. They say that eyes are the window to your soul. Let Legend Graphics provide you visually stunning art prints, canvas photo prints, banners, and so much more. Whether it's for your home, team, or business, we can create a design for you virtually. Visit www.legendgrafix.com. Good afternoon, dental internet world. My name is Vishal Sharma, alongside my friend, Dr. Mike Parchewski. You're listening to our podcast, Digital Workflow Dentistry, where we discuss all things digital in the world of clinical dentistry. So, happy reopening of Dentistry Day, Mike. Uh, so does this mean you found the vaccine? Well, good afternoon to you, Vishal, and to all of our listeners. I'm sorry to disappoint, but Digital Workflow Dentistry, or DWD, has no affiliation with the CDC. So no, there's no vaccines coming from us or from this podcast today. But we do have an interesting discussion today about the digital dental exam and how utilizing computer technology can be helpful for better record keeping and simultaneous case presentation. Well, that's definitely not as exciting as if you found the cure, but um, as you know, you know, today was my first day back seeing patients. Uh, but the discussion that we're having today should be informative for our listeners nonetheless. So let's discuss exactly what we mean when we say digital dental exam. Yeah, so just a comment, uh, you know, today was our first day back slowly trying to get going with all of our preparations and the staff training. Um, but uh, yeah, I think the podcast was more important today. So the digital dental exam is when we utilize computer or digital technology, digital equipment to simultaneously record, help diagnose issues and present oral health conditions to the patient. So you and I both use SLR uh, photos, retractors, intraoral cameras, of course, and then obviously digital radiographs. But this discussion goes beyond that. So Mike, tell us what we'll specifically be talking about today. Well, first, let me say that the intraoral camera is still today ranked as number one technology used in dental clinics. The ability to educate your patient as to what is happening in their mouth and what treatment you have actually done on them today is, is a huge, uh, is always going to be huge and it's always going to be a big part of our clinics and our, and our workflow. But today we're going to be discussing CBCT, the prime scan for a full mouth digital impression scan. We're going to also touch on technologies such as the T scan and we'll be discussing some of the bacterial detection systems available. Okay. So let's start from the top with the CBCT. So Mike, you have the SL model made by Densply Serona. It's got an 11 by 10 centimeter field size. Walk us through what the overall diagnostic benefit of that system is. Well, first, let me say the uh, the SL from Densply Serona, it's a great unit. Uh, what I really like about the, you know, you say, okay, it's 11 by 10. It does have the ability to go in multiple sizes. So you can do an 8 by 8 or a 5 by 5. And it also has a low dose, a standard dose, and a, and a HD mode. The beauty about the low dose is we can really keep those radiation doses down uh, to similar to 2D x-rays. So it really makes using a CBCT less of a concern uh, as it was in the past about the Alara principles. But for me, um, it now becomes the go-to because it's safe, but we're, we're going to get more information. So comparison to a pan, 
Um, the CBCT gives us a one-to-one -one ratio on the measurements. It gives us uh, the ability to see the airway. It allows us to look at the roots more precisely, the anatomy of each of those roots, and we can, you know, we can even dial into one root at a time, looking at it in detail. We can also take a look at the surrounding tissues. Is there infection in that area? Is it, is the root extending into the sinus? Is, you know, for, for wisdom teeth, that allows us to look at where the nerve is and anatomical structures around the wisdom teeth, um, which helps in planning for the extractions and makes those appointments smoother. Um, other things we can do is map out the nerve. Uh, so we can physically draw out the nerve on there. We can highlight the sinus. Um, so overall, it just gives us that extra depth of information about the bone, the bone structure, and, you know, it allows us even to see, you know, things like the intra, intra bony defects that we normally wouldn't be able to see on a, on a 2D pen. Yeah, we briefly discussed the use of CBCT, obviously, with guided implantology, with the diagnosis, of course, mapping out the nerve, etc. You know, when we're talking about these evaluations or examinations, what I really like to do is simultaneously do a cursory evaluation of the CBCT while explaining it to the patient. So, Mike, one of our assistants will actually be scrolling through the different views and angulation, zooming in where needed, etc., and I'm pointing out and articulating what I'm seeing to the patient. And I really enjoy that experience and that aspect of co-discovery with the patient. Yeah, I think it's one thing that dentists often forget about is that patients are more educated nowadays. Patients are on the internet. Patients are, are Googling everything out there. They have a good understanding. So we have to respect that as clinicians. And we have to understand that patients are in the know. And so we want them to be a part of what we're looking at because they're going to figure it out. And so we want we want to be educating our patients and helping them actually become, you know, um, a little bit of clinicians of their own care as well. And so I really agree with you that um, when we can use some of those digital images, the intraoral cameras, computerized images, and we can do that with the patient, it really helps that whole concept of co-discovery. Now for you, um, another big avenue that we've been getting into is using the prime scan. Um, so this, this takes, you know, we normally using the prime scan for crowns and stuff, but now we're saying we're actually going to take and use an intraoral scanner for exams. Can you walk us through that a little bit? Yeah. So obviously you touch base on a number of the other applications that the prime scan CEREC system has. Uh, but when we're talking about a, a co-discovery appointment or an examination, uh, one, it's extremely accurate when used as a full arch digital, digital impression system. So, uh, the second aspect is an RDA can actually scan a full mouth, including all the teeth associated uh, attached to gingiva in under two minutes. So extremely accurate digital impression system. Uh, assistant can scan that in under two minutes. The third aspect is it's a color scan. So you can easily differentiate between tooth structure and gum tissue. And that easy demarcation or clear demarcation is really fantastic for patients when they're visualizing tooth structure versus gingival anatomy. You know, the fourth aspect, and I know this is something that you really like, is uh, you can actually, once you've scanned the upper, the lower, and the buckle bite, you have an articulated color digital model that you can rotate using your fingers in any direction, including looking at the lingual or the rostral aspect. Uh, you can look at the models from the occlusal, or as we call it in our office, the aerial views. Uh, and in this view, we'll actually see the digital colorized occlusal marks in the teeth, Mike. It'll show the contact points. And, you know, I know you really like that feature. 
Yeah, I think the the cool thing about it is when we used to use you know the earlier CRAC systems and uh, the occlusal uh, bite was good, but the accuracy of those pinpoint spots has never been more accurate than it is now mm-hmm. with the Prime Scan. And those occlusal contact points are graded in colors. So not only do we know where the patient's hitting, we're knowing how hard they're hitting, and we're knowing where they're hitting, you know, those prematurities or spots that are a little bit higher than others. So we can actually, like you said, at that initial appointment, we can actually see on a patient's scan where their bite is off where they're hitting heavier. If there's a spot on a premolar, for example, that they're hitting a little heavy, we can we know that that might correspond with, and we can see it in the colorized scan, that might correspond to some recession. That might correspond with an ab fraction area. So we might look and say, if we can control the bite there, take some of that high spots off, we can help to address that concern immediately. Mm-hmm. Or we can establish at least a baseline to say, you know, maybe this person needs a night guard. Maybe we, we need to evaluate clinch and grinding. Um, and, or we're going to monitor that spot, but we can have that conversation right there with the patient. And I find it, you know, has been an amazing thing that I can say to a patient, Hey, it looks like you're hitting the first on this back tooth. And they go, Oh yeah, that's right. And it's a, it's a powerful thing because the, so for I've just noticed that the accuracy and asking patients about it, the feedback is, the precision of those bite spots is is quite amazing, um, and I you know I also think that we we are able with I said with the color we're not having to do the powdering we're we're able to really have that digital representation of their tissues as well. You know you, you use the word baseline, um, so you know one of the added features of PrimeScan is it has software called AuraCheck, which I know you're familiar with, and what AuraCheck does is that it compares our baseline scan that we're taking at that examination appointment to a scan that we take at some time in the future. So what the software is gonna do is it will actually show us where there's even minute differences or changes, and it will color map those areas where we've had attrition, where, or as you mentioned, gingival recession. So best of all, it ac- actually quantifies the amount of structure loss, if there is any, Mike. And so now you have a visual colorized diagnostic bit of information to show the patient during that co-discovery appointment. And it actually will tell you what the rate of loss has been over that time. So we get a numerical representation with that as well. Yeah, so we're basically we can use the Prime Scan as a real-time digital impression system. And this information is saving us uh, baseline, you know, is being saved as baseline data for that patient. And we can look at that down the road. Um, I find it also, you know, when you have that conversation with a patient, you know, they break a crown or something like that. And, you know, we can show them that, yeah, well, look at the grinding you're doing from last year to this year, you've receded or this is worn more. So, you know, it's not the crown per se that's the problem. It's that bite. Um, the other thing I'll mention, um, just off the top about the aura check, and I have not utilized this feature, but from what I understand, you can also implement the aura check with um, the ortho software mm-hmm. so that if you're running a sure smile case and let's say you're at tray five, you can actually then take the aura check image, can uh, compare it to the tray five position and figure out, is this case actually tracking? On sequence. So yeah. that sounds like a pretty, pretty amazing uh, feature there. Um, but yeah, I really, you know, my big thing is I love that co-discovery of, um, feature and I love to be able to have those discussions with patients and not just tell them something, but be able to show them. 
Yeah, exactly, Mike. Uh, that we were, are now able to incorporate a full mouth scan, as you mentioned, into an exam is a great added benefit. And that's one of the new applications that the Prime Scan Serex system has. As you mentioned, previous versions just aren't, either weren't as accurate or certainly you couldn't have an assistant scan it by themselves in under two minutes. So obviously the speed, the accuracy, patient comfort, much more comfortable than altitude impressions. Uh, the ability to toggle or manipulate that model using your fingers. Uh, the occlusion marks and the articulation function that we touch base on and the software that will compare an initial baseline scan to a scan taken at a later date uh, all new and improved very practical features of this serac system yeah now um, i have a, a bit of um, familiarity with the t-scan system from before and you know i've mentioned about the prime scan now how we're using the prime scan as an occlusal analysis tool um, I know you're still using the T-Scan uh, quite regularly. Give me, give everybody an idea of what the T-Scan is and, and, and how it, how you're using that technology. So how we describe the T-Scan to patients for those, uh, listeners who might not be familiar with it. Essentially, it's a thin digital wafer that's attached to a computer handpiece. When you bite into it, it gives real time pressure points that will show up in the computer screen based on where the pressure points occur, of course on that digital wafer that corresponds to uh, the arch size. So we really like the T-Scan for showing dynamic contacts and how contacts occur in chewing cycles, excursions, etc. Of course, the Prime Scan only shows dynamic contacts, unless we're, pardon me, they only show a static contacts, uh, unless we're of course using the articulator function. So as a software continues to evolve, I see the Prime Scan being used more prevalently than the T-Scan especially in a diagnostic exam, uh, it's really effective to use it during that appointment. Yeah, yeah, I agree. The I, I think you've made the point to me to understand that concept of the dy dynamic scenario. So you're sort of getting some real-time feedback of what, what the pressure points and what's happening uh, when the patient is moving from that, from that CO position to that immediate lateral shift and how much pressure they're putting on the teeth. So that's, I think that's really an, an, you know, invaluable information, especially if you're dealing with a TMJ type of, mm -hmm. of case. Um, now, what do you think about, um, cause I've, I've got a bit of experience with the Dexas carries view, um, for, for now we're talking about another technology. We're talking about carries detection systems. You know, the other one I've used in the past was Diagnodent, um, you know, which shine a laser in, measure that back. Um, so you have the spectra system. Um, tell us, you know, what is happening? What do those systems do? And, and what is the value there? You know, you alluded to um, the fact that patients are more educated, uh, different expectations, co discovery is one part of dentistry, that's a lot of fun and, and people enjoy seeing visual tools to aid in the diagnosis or explanation of their of their health. And so this is one tool that that works effectively with that methodology. So bacterial porphyrins or the waste from bacterial decay it fluoresces at I think it's 310 nanometers Mike. So if you air dry a tooth and dry off all the saliva on the occlusal surface, make sure you've removed any passively attached bacteria, any of the bacteria still present in the occlusal grooves can be attributed to acid producing bacteria or you know streptococcus mutans affected enamel. The camera will record an actual number so Again, numerical baseline information. Uh, and it'll give us a concentration of the amount of bacterial waste that's present there. And the number, of course, corresponds to that. So the higher the number, the more waste, and theoretically, the bigger the cavity. So these cameras are really effective at, again, baseline readings or baseline data. 
or determining whether there's a lot more decay tunneling down into the teeth that might appear to be fairly innocuous from the occlusal surface. So it's a colorized image. Uh, it's objective numerical data. It's a great visual tool for patients when going through that co-discovery ex exam. And much like with the CBCT, we can actually kind of diagnose or use this as a diagnostic aid or assist while looking at the images and simultaneously showing the patient. So uh, objective data uh, can establish baseline information and is a, a great visual tool. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I agree with you there. There's a certain power um, to be able to measure things instead of, you know, sticking an explorer in. I mean, that technology, you know, must be from the 1700s, I would, have, <laughs> I would imagine. Um, so, you know, we have to expect that technology will help us do a better job, you know, and I think that being able to measure and give a number to grade something is important. I also think there's a benefit because in scenarios not just in our dental offices, but in remote places where x-rays might not be available and, and things like that, to have a system that is easily plugged into the wall and you can get data on cavity rates on kids or um, in, a, in a school board system or something like that, um, volunteer missions or things like that, to be able to find out, does this need to be treated right away um, or can this wait? Can we do a preventive measure you know, such as the, um, you know, some of the, the uh, silver night, you know, silver fluorides. Um, can we do something like that? Or are we having to get in there? And also we realize that with x-rays, yes, they've been getting better and better for accuracy and less doses. But at the same time, are they, um, you know, we typically have known the damage needs to be so high before we know. So there's that gray area of, of smaller things that having something like this where it might not show up on an x-ray, mm -hmm. but you don't want to be missing it either. I think is a, there's a huge value to preventive smaller jobs than there, than there is waiting till something blows up. Right? Yeah, like e even for a conservative dentist, obviously when we're diagnosing occlusal decay, there's always the concern of a false negative where you're probing or uh, you know poking your 1796 explorer into the tooth and you're not getting any tactile feedback but there might be some some decay burrowing underneath the surface. So just it's an extra tool or an extra aid. And again, it it reaches that uh, criteria or checks off the box of it being um, objective, yep. numerical data that we can record for establishing baseline. And you know you can rescan the following year to see if those numbers have changed. And again, it's part of that co-discovery evaluation where the per person or patient in the chair can actually see what you're seeing as well. So it's, it's trust building. Yeah. The, the overall with this exam workflow that we've talked about, I feel that it's, I agree, it's the numerical, numerical, the quantifiable, mm -hmm. and it's objective data as opposed to the subjective data that we can show to our patients. Agreed. And objectively, that ends our podcast for today. You know, subjectively, it's also over. <laughs> <laughs> so as discussed, we'll actually be recording a detailed webinar on team integration for dental sleep apnea. Uh, much more detailed than the uh, preliminary uh, podcast that we had on it, Mike. So details will be on our website to follow, and uh, we hope you uh, tune into that. Yeah, thanks, everybody. Make sure you subscribe, uh, keep following us, and good luck on reopening. And don't forget our Instagram, at Digital Workflow Dentistry. Please come check us out, and we'll be happy to answer any of your questions. Take care.